everyone. This is Matt from the Metal Rock and Whiskey Show, and I am here with my lovely co-host Jenny, the insatiable, the lovely. Oh my! From Pretty Good for a Girl, and this is a brand spanking new show that Jenny and I have put together called Wrestling with Respect. Now, Jenny, why don't you tell the listeners what Wrestling with Respect is really all about? Thank you, Schmoopy. No, you're Schmoopy. <laughs> Seinfeld reference? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so on Wrestling with Respect, we're going to be covering in detail the badass women um, who have revolutionized the history of professional wrestling. We're going to cover them from all eras of the business um, and talk about their backgrounds, accomplishments, contributions to the industry, and their most important and famous matches and all the adversity they faced along their path. Indeed, Jen. And really, we wanted to start this podcast, uh, this episode, this first episode with a quick introduction for you listeners in regards to how each of us became wrestling fans and why we love the industry so much. Uh, we both have love for the product, but as you will see, our introduction into the world of professional wrestling couldn't be more different, uh, although we both enjoy it equally as much. Very, very different. Um, so, Jenny, why don't you start us off here? Tell us how you became a professional wrestling fan. Okay, well, um, I was a child of the 90s. There was all the wrestling, I feel, the Attitude Era was huge in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of when I, you know, knew what it was. What is wrestling? You know, your, your dudes. So fast forward, I didn't really take too much interest in it. I honestly, I didn't have a reason to. It, it wasn't kind of directed at me. It wasn't advertised to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't well, re- relate with... As we'll talk later on to, very different product you're talking about in the 90s as opposed to today. Exactly. So, yeah. So there wasn't any real reason for me to want to watch or become a fan. So fast forward, um, uh, in 2013, there was a... I'm a huge reality TV show fan. I love how garbagey it is. I know a lot of it is scripted. Um, but I don't care. I love it. And I am not ashamed. I'm proud. Proud, uh, dear listeners. I, I, yeah, no comment. <laughs> so anyway, um, in 2013, a show debuted called Total Divas. Some of you may have um, heard of it, maybe not. But I started watching Total Divas and I said, okay, this is cool. Oh, wrestling. I, you know, I know what WWE, I know what professional wrestling is. Um. And I was so drawn to these women. Not only were they strong physically, um, but they were in this industry where they had to be strong mentally as well. And it really showed um, how strong these women are. I know I keep saying strong, but that's okay. That's a great superlative, you know. Yeah. So as I was watching, I was like, they showed snippets of the matches. So as I was watching, I was like, this looks badass. I want to see more. I want to see what these women are doing outside of, of this trashy TV, whatever, reality show, <laughs> uh, which I loved. <laughs> you want to say you loved it one more time? Jeez. I loved it. I still watch it. Ugh. So so, um, so I would watch. I watched um, a Monday Night Raw, and I watched SmackDown on Tuesdays. And as Matthew would come home... From work um, on Mondays and Tuesdays, he started sitting in with me. He's like, you're watching this? I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Look at this. And the women were sick. The men were awesome. I mean, the men, you know, for and they're also hot too. Sorry. Mm, it's fine. 
Um, and I just became, I just love it. And now Matthew and I watch it religiously. We listen to podcasts about it. Uh, we're starting our own post podcast about it. But um, but yeah, that's that's how I got introduced to WWE. And as much as I want, as as much as you are hearing me sit here and sigh mm-hmm. as she mentions reality shows, I can't knock it completely. Only because I left the product for a long time. I wasn't watching it. I wasn't really interested in it. And Jenny watching that, recognizing some of the superstars on those shows made me want to get back into it because some of the guys that I watched in the Attitude Era, as Jennifer said, Jennifer, I really want sorry, so formal, Jenny, sorry, I really wanted to see what they were doing now. And then, you know, one thing led to another. We're watching every week. We're getting pay-per-views. We get the network and here we are. And also to, to circle back on my personal experience, um, you don't have to be a follower of professional wrestling or a fan per se um, to be a fan of our show. Great point. Maybe listening to us talk about these badass women and everything that's going on with them will pique your interest and you will eventually be a crazed fan like Maddie and me. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, for me, as I said at the top, Jenny and I, our exposure to the product couldn't have been more different. I mean, I was... Brought up in a house with two older brothers. We were all wrestling fans in what people, I guess my age, would like to call the golden era, which is the Hulk Hogan's, the Randy Savage's... Brother! Brother. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we loved it. And those guys from that bygone era, Andre the Giant, they were more than just... They were were superheroes, really, to kids that were my age, five, six, seven years old. Um, very PG product back then. It wasn't really edgy at all. If there were women on the show, which were very few and far between, mm-hmm. very few and far between, they weren't competitors, really. They were more valets or escorts or managers. Um, not sexualized objects at that time. Like I said, the product at that time was very PG. We'll get into when that changed, obviously. Um but at that time, you know, women didn't have as much of an impact as they had now or, you know, later on. So, you know, watching then, the product changed in the mid-90s with the Monday Night Wars between WCW and WWE. And they really, they pushed each other to see who could have the edgiest product, who could be the most over-sexualized product. Enter in bra and panty match. Yes. And mud wrestling matches. And mud match. wrestling matches. And, Blech. you know, these sexually suggestive... Um, promos and skits and everything mm-hmm. and then you know it's i got away from it after that era and then when i came back into it as as jennifer said before the women were a lot different the women were wrestling the women were given the time to show that they could perform in the ring that definitely started i think with um with page Paige's reign, the anti-divas reign, and that was in April 2014. And she was actually yeah, the youngest and, diva. Yeah, and then when they went from, and we'll get into the divas era too, and when they were going away from that term, mm-hmm. uh, which is around WrestleMania 32, I believe, uh, when they had changed the divas title, which was known as that was back in, to the WWE Women's Championship. That was in April 2016, 2016. that they changed that. Yes, so, um, and that match... Um, which was which we'll talk about in detail. Which is Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Woo! 
And Sasha Banks. Oh, I just scared the dog. <laughs> <laughs> he perked up. He's he like, did. What, what did I do wrong? And Sasha Banks. Um, Bailey. No, she was not in that match. It was uh, Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky. Becky. Triple threat match. Uh, Be- uh, Bailey came later. Yep. Um, that really was a game changer because that one, that match stole the show at that pay-per-view. And that was really the first time I think getting back into the product, I said, holy shit, <laughs> holy shit, these women are that damn good. And call it ignorance, call it whatever it was before then. But I became um, a true proponent and believer uh, of the abilities after that. And it's only gotten better. Matt, I have a question for you. Yes. So you and I, obviously, cats out of the bag, we're humongous professional wrestling fans. And I get this a lot. You like wrestling? That's so fake. Mm. So let's let's tear that puppy open. What would you say to someone who says that to you? All I have to do is cite examples of guys who have been injured in the ring and who can no longer perform to tell someone that it's not fake. Okay. And people who've lost their lives. And people who have died in the ring. And it's happened, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, someone we're, we're going to talk about on the show, Natalia Neidhart, her husband actually was a professional wrestler and he ended up breaking his neck in the ring mm-hmm. and he had trouble walking and he was never able to perform again. Um, someone like Darren Drozdov broke his neck in the ring um, in the late 90s as well. Is a, is a uh, quadriplegic. Oof. So, uh, when someone t- tells me it's fake and no one gets hurt, I, that, I cite those specific examples as drastic and dreary as they are, mm-hmm. but it's true. Is it scripted? Is it predetermined? Absolutely. It's entertainment. Right. That's what entertainment should be. Predetermined outcomes, okay? But it is not fake. Guys get hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. Mistakes happen. Uh, it's, a, it's still a contact sport, mm-hmm. if you will. And it happens. So that's what I try to tell the naysayers. Yes. Yes. Everything he said and then some. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Everything I said and plus, plus 1,000. Um, you know, go ahead, Jenny. Um, who is your favorite female wrestler? Past, present, and maybe even NXT for future. That's a tough question. That's a really tough question. That's what I'm here for. I ask the tough questions. I don't know. I'll have to come back to you with, a, with an answer later on. Maybe when we get a few episodes in. I mean, I would say the first name that pops in my head is Lita. Okay. Badass. Because she was in that... She bridged that gap between the sexualized um, attitude era and then the women's evolution, which we're in now. She was mm-hmm. one of those bridge builders. Uh, along with who we're going to talk about next week but we'll get into that later. Um, so she would be the first one, but I really have to think about it as far as who is really number one that I will enjoy watching work and promos and all that stuff. How about you? Putting you on the spot. <laughs> um, my favorite right now. Right now or ever? Uh, right now. Right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, this could change. This could change. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I gotta go with the queen, mm. Charlotte Flair. Woo! Sorry, Coop. <laughs> Sorry, that was my dog again. Dog I, keep, up again. I keep scaring him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's. I don't. I don't think her character is is over sexualized. I think she herself is is sexy, but her athleticism and what she can do, proving herself in the ring, um, 
is just incredible. An incredible athlete. Um, she was part of the Four Horsewomen as well of NXT, eventually just kicking ass in the main roster too. And she can put her money where her mouth is, and she is really, really fun to watch. I mean, eight-time women's champion, which is more reigns than anybody mm-hmm. has had. Um, she certainly brings it on with the athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right about this. The you know she's not oversexualized or hypersexualized. I think she fits the mold of what WWE likes to put out there as far as yeah. the looks that they prefer. Yeah. Um, as sad as that is, but we'll get into that much later. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, That's we'll going about on, guys. That. Guys and yeah. gals. Yes. Um, but Charlotte, I'll agree with you. She might be, men or women in the product now, maybe the best athlete Agreed. in the business. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you have it. A little peek, a little snippet, a little background for you listeners, so you know what we're all about here at Wrestling With Respect. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm super, super excited to get this going. As am I. Um, you know, this has been talked about. Jennifer and I have talked about doing this for for months. Not Jenny, you. sorry, it will... Yeah. I mean, it's better than some of the names I call you, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a lot of the material to cover on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there are a lot of very impactful women in this industry, and I really can't, get, can't wait to give each one their just due. Our first official episode will be coming very soon, uh, and we will be covering arguably, arguably, mm-hmm. very arguably, the greatest women's champion in WWE history, Trish Stratus. So pumped up about that one. Yep. Uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out. The song you heard at the beginning of the episode, uh, we have a mutual friend. His name is Ed. Edward. Edward. He has a band called Bullets Fall. And he was gracious enough to provide us with the opening song, which is entitled I Stand Tall. We thought it was very apropos for Mm -hmm. what we wanted to convey on this show. So thank you, Ed. Thank you, Bullets Fall. You can find them on SoundCloud. Uh, I believe they have a few songs up there. Uh, But very cool guys, and we really do, really do appreciate uh, you letting us use your song. Yeah, thanks, guys. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling With Respect and at Spirit of Rock Pod. So we're coming out of the gate strong. I love it. We will see you guys on the next episode of Wrestling With Respect. We are tapping out. Later. Peace. This episode of Wrestling With Respect has been brought to you by Liquid Death Mountain Water. Liquid Death is 100% premium mountain water straight from the Alps, packed with natural electrolytes and minerals, packaged in eco-friendly, 
infinitely recyclable aluminum cans. Liquid Death will instantly decapitate your thirst. Find them on Instagram at Liquid Death and follow the hashtag Death to Plastic. Find them also at www.liquiddeath.com and become a Country Club member to receive a free VIP 12-pack of Liquid Death Mountain Water added to your first order. Liquid Death Mountain Water. Murder your thirst.